choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Wolke, owner of the Tupac Wilkies, joined here as always with my co-host, Chris Schneider, owner of the playoff-bound Grand Poobahs. Congrats, man. Let's go! Let's go! You and, you and Tyler have two of the most epic comebacks to make it to the playoffs in Mortal Kombat history. I would say right up there with uh, the year that I won the Gronk uh, against Danny. I think that your two teams have come back. What did you have? Were you 2-6 and six at one point? Uh, I was 2-5. 2-5. Uh, and No, that's not right. I was 2-4. and four. No, I was one. We were both one and four. We were both yeah. You one were both four. one and four at one point. That's right. After five games and um and yeah, it, and also did some research last night. So I obviously knew this off the top of my head. Uh, this is ten straight playoff trips for the Poobahs. We've never missed the playoffs. Uh, now we can say that we went through the entire decade in the playoffs. Um, so great feeling there. But Tyler. Second longest active playoff streak for all the shit he gets for for not being a participant in the league for all the shit he gets for the team Steves and, and the gimmicks now has made five straight playoff appearances and he has made six of the last seven so it's time to give Tyler's due uh, outside of this season he's been doing it for a while we just haven't been paying attention but Ty congrats. Second longest active playoff streak, I believe. Third uh, is Jared with three. So a lot of teams not really keeping consistent uh, playoff appearances, but Ty with with five is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's that's an awesome stat right there. Congrats to Ty on the playoff berth as well. I've long been a believer of the Mean Machine. I, uh, starting, you know, I think four weeks back, even I started. Uh, yes. pulling for Tyler and saying that he was going to be that, that team the second half of the season that was going to pull it off, and uh, he definitely did. I will say the Wookiees have, are back in the playoffs. Three of four seasons we have been playoff bound with one Gronk under our belt. And the last time uh, that we were in the playoffs, uh, we handed the Grand Poobahs a solid loss. So looking forward to that matchup this week. Yeah, uh, and, and, and dive into that in a minute. Well, we, we can't skip over, you know, for a guy and myself who likes to toot my own horn, uh, I definitely got to give you credit where credit's due. By virtue of uh, last week, uh, you are now 8-5, and five, which means you have officially reached 500 in the regular season. <laughs> uh, you are 26-26. and 26. Four-year span, so congrats. Uh, you're the Barry Odom of the league now. That, that's, uh, hey, that's 500, awesome. 500 coach. Yeah, 500 gets you the playoffs in this league, and you know the only stats that I count are rings, and I've got one. So um, at least I have that on my belt and above everybody else in the league. All right, and so uh, with that, let's just dive right into um, 
a week 13 recap. And uh, and we'll start it off with the uh, Grand Poobahs and the Tupaca Wookies. Chris, you, yeah, how, how about you start this one off? Yeah, really, uh, just kind of a, you know, I sat there and I, I really, everything kind of came together. Uh, Thanksgiving had a couple good plays. Um, you know, felt really good about where my team was. And uh, we had a lot of guys going on Monday night. I got to the point where I said, okay, as long as Stephon Diggs, Alvin Cook, and Russell Wilson outscore uh, Chris Carson, I'll be fine. I didn't even watch the first half of the Monday night game. Uh, I was I was busy uh, parenting and uh, being a family man. Came down to watch and pulled up the score. Noticed I was slightly behind. Didn't panic, though. Uh, very, I said, I got this. Very first play, Stephon Diggs and Dalvin Cook both get hurt on the same play. <laughs> and a uh, little panic set in. Russell Wilson ends up throwing two touchdowns. I was fine. Um, but I did kind of freak out for a second. Uh, Russell Wilson saves me the game, gets us in the playoffs, uh, and, and now 8-1 and one all-time versus the Wookiees in the regular season. That's going to be te- obviously the most important ones coming up, uh, but but good to know that uh, little cousin is, is still 1-8 uh, and eight in the regular season against the Pubas. That's completely fine because I, I like victories when they count uh, a lot more than the regular season. I've got the record there at one and zero. So, with that, yeah, I mean, you definitely got me last week. Congratulations, you beat a wide receiver squad consisting of Will Fuller and Larry Fitzgerald. So, uh, don't pat yourself up uh, too much on the back there on that you one. Did. Let's let's back up to you did get uh, kind of uh, last minute screwed there in the middle of of Arrowhead Stadium's parking lot. You had to find a replacement for Adam Thielen yeah uh, so thinking on your feet uh wasn't exactly the best circumstances and, and like you said earlier this year you just don't seem to show up in the regular season against me and and it's and it's kind of to the point where you are almost admitting defeat when we do match up you don't really care as long as it's not a playoff game yeah exactly so, uh, you know, the, the playoffs are what, what matters to me um but congrats again on the win 90 90 to, to 79 90.6 to 79.1 um Next up, we had the, the Battle of the Brothers, version one of the Kraken versus the Gunslingers, and the yeah. Kraken uh, shit the bed on this one, and got the little brother got the best of him. Yeah, and a big thing I want to point out here, um, two weeks ago, we brought it up, we were on a record watch, Alex had broken 152 points, like three, two or three times this year, and all he had to do was was score 152 over his final two games to set the all-time scoring record. That's averaging like 76 points a game, and he didn't do it. He fell 6.7 <laughs> points short of force all-time scoring record. Uh, when you talk about it, a choke job of a team that had a playoff locked up, that's the ultimate choke job, Alex. He had a record in sight, 152 points over two weeks. He couldn't fucking do it. Uh, you don't deserve that scoring record, and uh, put yourself in check going into the playoffs a little bit. Yeah, his team definitely isn't as scary as it once was to me. Uh, but congrats to the Gunslingers who who pulled this one off. I really didn't know much of who to pick between these two these two teams this week, and it was a low scoring but really tight one. So that one was fun to watch. Um, next up, we had Team HMD versus the Mean Machine. 
um, where Matt actually pulled this one off. He beat Tyler, and he scored above 70 points. Congrats, Matt. Matt uh, salvaging. Uh, in act, finished 5-8. and eight, Missed playoffs by one game. Um, had a ton of injuries. We shit on his team all year because it's fun. Uh, but in reality... I'm, I'll continue that as well. And, and yes, we can. But in reality, we'll, we'll take a moment to acknowledge the fact that uh, Matt won five games with a team that legitimately saw everybody hurt. Uh, so, um, uh, 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 something to hang your hat going into 2020. Yet another rebuilding season in, in his future. Uh, and it'll probably look just like his team did. Probably, I don't know who qualifies as an old guy next year, um, but Matt will have him, whoever that is. Um, so, Excited to see who ages next year on Matt's team. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, that's always a, a great thing to watch every year is uh, how Matt's going to draft. And really, I mean, we can probably count him on taking Tom Brady again in the draft next year. Um, that is if Danny doesn't take him first because Danny um, likes the dick in his ginger pie hole from coming from Tom Brady. We all know that Danny loves Tom Brady. But I would say Matt's probably going to draft him next year for sure. And also, for some reason, Matt like is absolutely in love with DK Metcalf. I bet he choose, I bet he picks him next year again. He's like a wide receiver too and ruins his team. Yeah, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, excuse me. Right. No, no, last night they called him DK Metcalf. Did Booger do that? No, it was the other guy. God, they suck. Yeah, he called him DK Metcalf. Wow. I can't even Which, remember. Like a Vinny Testafori or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, it was a booger comment, but it wasn't booger. And that that Vinny Testafori guy on Monday Night Football reminds me just like like a real life version of Anchorman. Yeah, except like the, it, it's like Anchorman, but the audition of the guy who didn't get the role of Anchorman because he's not good. <laughs> it's more. Like, I feel like it'd be like more like the guy who auditioned for Anchorman, but got the role of like Bert that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mentally challenged Brick. guy. Yeah. Brick, like that's it. his name. I love Lamp. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love Lamp. I love Lamp. If Ron Burgundy got hammered drunk and Brick had to finish out the show. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, that's a perfect analogy. But uh, let's move on to uh, the High Five World Champs um, taking down the Shockers. Shocker again. I mean, he loses every single week. He got one on me, but congrats. This team just ended up being dog shit. Yeah, um, something to point out, too. Uh, it, it seems as if your tie, your the victory given you in the tie will stand off of a 1 one hundred. That's right. That's right. Uh, I keep forgetting point. about that. It was such an anomaly. So, uh, Forrest was technically, it's something we didn't find out until Monday morning, but Forrest technically was eliminated. All the drama didn't even matter. Uh, and, and shout out to Matt for doing some commissioner work that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, and I, I, think, I think off of everything that Matt has done, uh, I think that you need to scale back your impeachment proceedings. I think, uh, I think Matt has earned uh, another four-year term, and uh, I think we just hold the vote now. Uh, I'll represent the, you know, west of the Mississippi. You represent east of the Mississippi. We'll just do it right now. No, I think. 
I think I think Matt definitely deserves to be back in the, uh, as commissioner again next year. I, I'll remove the impeachment process. That was some really in-depth shit that he pulled there. So gotta take my hat off to Matt for that one. That was something that a lot of commissioners wouldn't do, and just they would just get lazy on us and uh, and give that other team a victory. So I appreciate that. Um, but congrats, Danny, to getting in the playoffs after I told you like week four that you were taking Zeke down with you. Um, although I don't see it pulling it off in the playoffs, so it's really too bad that Zeke couldn't go to better use somewhere else. And then uh, next we have the Bad Hombres versus LOZ Raiden. And, uh, man, this could be a Toilet Bowl uh, preview. Yes, and, and uh, I'm, I'm pumped that I, I accurately picked Bryce and the Bad Hombres to win. I've picked them every freaking week. They finally <laughs> won. They finally beat a team that I don't have. Uh, and, and, yes, a toilet bowl preview for sure. And, and also, shout out to Bryce. By virtue of the win, he is now not last in the regular season. Justin locking up the regular season last place, uh, which I – I feel like we should name that one, like, I don't know. You know, we we either got to name regular season last place after Tony or the loser's table after Tony, which we traditionally do that for whoever wins the loser's table gets the last place name. So I think the last place of the regular season, we should just call him the Tony, and that's Justin. And it'll piss Justin off that we name him the Tony. So I think that Justin wins the Tony. That's fantastic. I, I completely agree. We have now implemented a new trophy into the league. Last place in the regular season will now receive the Tony Trophy. This is breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. And <laughs> and Justin, congratulations on winning the Tony. Couldn't be uh, more disappointed in you. And... Uh... Just excited to see next year. Side note, uh, the Mortal Kombat season preview uh, prediction of uh, four Shockers beating Justin's team, Raiden, which I predicted as the number one seed. Uh, that didn't age well. So maybe better luck <laughs> on the prediction. The team I picked to finish first actually finished last. That That's fantastic. And uh, I will say that you betting on Bryce every week and finally hitting it is like – Someone that just has rode with the Dolphins the entire season, and then these yep. last couple weeks they just fucking yep. smashed the hammer and and <laughs> got a couple victories. So yep. definitely very comparable. Most people say don't walk away from a heater. I say don't walk away from a loser. You got to ride it out. There you have it. Don't walk away from a loser. Yeah, with that, let's, uh, let's segue into uh, – it's that time of year again, guys. We have the – MKFFL Awards, the 10th uh, series of awards. Real exciting stuff here. We, we always do this, uh, and, and we do the mid-season award to kind of, you know, which which is almost just a gimmick. These are the real deals. These are remembered. Uh, and so we're going to dive right into these. Um, but first, a word from our sponsor. Ever been really horny in public and couldn't do anything about it? Ever get the sudden urge to masturbate no matter where you are? Well, now you can. Introducing the Tuggy, the blanket you wear to masturbate anywhere. 
Hi, I'm Timothy De La Ghetto, the inventor of the Tuggy. You know, for years, I struggled with not being able to masturbate whenever I wanted to. But now with the Tuggy, I can bust a nut anytime, anyplace. Whenever you're feeling horny, just slip on the Tuggy and masturbate away. No one will have a clue what you're really doing under there. And the best part of it is, you can use it anywhere. At work. At a party. On a first date. With its new patented technology, the Tuggy captures the jizz for you and evaporates it back into the air without leaving a trace. And if it doesn't work, just throw it in the washing machine, you stupid idiot. Still think it's too good to be true? Hear what other people are saying about it. Commuting to work used to be the worst, but after I bought the Tuggy, riding the train has never been more fun. My boyfriend loves his blanket. He's always wearing it. And I never know when he's using it. I'm always masturbating. <laughs> And if you call in the next 15 minutes, we'll throw in a big bottle of cucumber melon lotion for only $74.99. Make your dick smell good. So buy a motherfucking tuggy, bitch. Masturbating in public is a federal offense. If you're caught in public, we are not responsible. So that, thank you for that sponsor. The Again, the uh, Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Awards. Uh, we, we appreciate our partners. We're going to dive right in. Uh, so we'll start positional. Uh, then we'll go to um, some other arbitrary awards and we'll go right to the MVP. So, first off, uh, the MKFFL Quarterback of the Year Award. Uh, this one, uh, the past winners, uh, we'll go down the list. Michael Vick, 2010, Camden, 2011, Degrees, 2012. Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, again, Aaron Rodgers again, Carson Wentz, and Patrick Mahomes. Joining this list is Lamar Jackson, quarterback of the Mean Machine. I think this one, there's a no-brainer here. Uh, first in total points, first in quarterback points, and, and really just, just overall an excellent season. No, yeah, I'm going to absolutely agree with you on this one. I think Lamar Jackson takes the cake. This dude is, you know, one of the best dual threat quarterbacks of all time. Like, if he keeps this up for a couple years, the dude's going to go down as better than Michael Vick when it comes to that scrambling quarterback position. And he's going to be a fantasy monster if he can stay healthy and not injured for many years to come. Next up, we have the Running Back of the Year Award. Uh, one of the most prestigious awards at the beginning of the Mortal Kombat League when running backs ruled the day. We saw Arian Foster, Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson all break out with this award. Jamal Charles, DeMarco Murray in that fantastic 2014 season. Devontae Freeman, 2015, carried, wow. carried the Kraken. These are some throwback names. Ezekiel Elliott won an MVP along with this. Uh, and for the last two years, it has been Todd Gurley's trophy. He hands that off this year to Christian McCaffrey, who may have had the most dominant running back season of all time in the league. 3-0 as a starter. Hands it off to McCaffrey. There he goes! It's a C-Mac attack! McCaffrey, one man to beat! McCaffrey, all the way! Dude, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is... On lights out this year. I think you uh, had mentioned a stat earlier when we were talking that he's like 50 points ahead of 
the next running back in, in total points or even in the flex position, which is just nuts. Um, yeah, looking up his stats right now, uh, Christian McCaffrey currently regular season 279 points. Next closest position player, Dalvin Cook at 221. 60 points more than the next. That's five points a game, guys. That's unbelievable, and definitely a reason why Alex got that number one seed. Wide receiver of the year. This one's been fun. Uh, the very first recipient of this award was actually Dwayne Bowe. Wow. An old name. Calvin Johnson, uh, a two-time winner. Josh Gordon stole it in 2013. Uh, Antonio Brown has actually won this award three times, and that didn't include last year. Uh, it was, it was uh, Tyreek Hill. But this is the wide receiver of the year. Up for debate. Uh, two real close players, two titans at the receiver position. This season, you have the midseason award winner, Chris Godwin, and a guy sneakily consistent all year in Michael Thomas. Chris Godwin at 168.9. Michael Thomas, 164.1. Godwin has seven games over 10 points. Thomas has eight. Godwin had three games over 25 points. Uh, not sure where Michael Thomas ended up on that. Looks like he had uh, one game over 25 points. Uh, but overall, real close. I'm going to give the edge to my guy, Chris Godwin, of the Grand Poobahs. Brian, what do you think? I'm going with Michael Thomas on this one. I have to disagree. Uh, Michael Thomas has had you know more 10-point games. I think you know Chris Godwin's. Uh, average uh, point totals really come from just a select few games where those big games were scored over 25 points. You take those games out of the equation or even just bring them down to a Michael Thomas average point total, Michael Thomas takes the takes the cake. So I think because of the fact that it was just a couple games, two or three games that put him up there, I got to go with Michael Thomas. He's having the historic season on the regular gridiron as well. And you, can, and you can't knock either one of these guys. Michael Thomas had a great year. I will leave you with this. Uh, rather than have eight points of ten, eight games of ten points, uh, and one of those being over 25, if I had to give up a ten-point game to make three of those games over 25, I would take that. Um, but it is tough to argue against Michael Thomas. I don't know. That one may have to go to league vote uh, because I don't want to support that. So right. Um, Tied in. This this is Travis Kelsey. Uh, it's Travis Kelsey this year. It was Travis Kelsey last year. Between Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, and um, uh, Jimmy Graham one year. And, or Jimmy Graham. Yeah. yeah those are the three guys that won this award. Tight ends fucking suck. We should probably eliminate the award. Uh, Travis Kelsey won. I don't even know if he had a good year. I just don't even. I can't name five of the tight ends in the NFL. So Travis Kelsey in this tight end award for the Jets. Big toss, deep downfield, wide open, Kelsey, touchdown! Yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey wins not only by default, but I mean, he definitely has been, you know, the over top tight end overall. Austin Hooper was on the way there, but he got injured. Um, I also do think, I'm not even being biased here, Derrick Henry could have ended up being a top tight end as well had he not missed half of the beginning of the season. So we will go with Travis Kelsey in agreement on this one, but uh, I think it is a little bit by default here. You, you said Derrick Henry instead of Hunter Henry. Damn it. Um, 
But honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree that if Derrick Henry was a tight end, he probably would. <laughs> so he probably should be. We should probably just give it to Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Um, also, yep. also, uh, McCaffrey. We we alluded to 279 points. Uh, second was Dalvin Cook at 221. The third highest flex scoring player, Derrick Henry. The only other flex player to clear 200 points in the regular season. Kind of a shocker there. That is unbelievable. And and really, out of those guys, I mean, Dalvin Cook would be the most likely player to be in a flex position um, anyway. So, I mean, Derrick Henry definitely could, in my opinion, win flex player of the year. Yeah. Uh, next is, before we get to the MVP, oh, the rookie of the year. Uh, this one's between Josh Jacobs and Kyler Murray. They're really the only two rookies that I played. Uh, I think we have to give it to Josh Jacobs and Kyler Murray didn't play much this year. Um, Devin Singletary had a couple big games. Uh, DJ uh, Chark's not a rookie. feels like he is. Uh, DK Metcalf had a couple big games. Uh, I know TJ Hawkinson started some games for like every team in the league. But this is Josh Jacobs' award. Bryce gets on the award board with Josh Jacobs as a rookie of the year. Third down and a long one. Jacobs back in the game. The rookie for the touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't think of any other rookies that had as good of a year as Josh Jacobs, uh, one of the top running backs in the league, and will definitely be a hot uh, draft commodity come next draft season. Yes. Uh, Before we get to MVP, we're going to actually – have a GM of the year and a coach of the year award. We, we typically do this every year. I'm going to actually throw out some names and let Ryan pick. Okay. GM and coach of the year. Okay. They're the same four. Tyler in the Meat Machine, Alex in the Kraken, Ryan in the Two Pocket Wookiees, Jared in the Gunslingers. Who's your GM of the year? Who's your coach of the year? I'm going to say. GM of the year has to go to Ty. I mean, Tyler made the single-handedly the best transaction of the season, uh, and we may get to that later. But, I mean, that, and he's also constantly active on the waiver wire. You see him uh, every Tuesday night dropping uh, players left and right so he can pick somebody else up. Who knows? No poker face on Ty. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to go with Ty on, on uh, GM of the Year. Coach of the Year, I've got to go with Jared on this one. For some reason, Jared always has uh, a replacement player to slide in somewhere or makes a, kind of a, a really risky move that pays off for him uh, by putting somebody new in his lineup. Um, and it all, it's got him here, and he definitely scores points every week. And we, we joke about not knowing why, but I think he just is making the right plays uh, week in and week out. It's got him got him to the playoffs and uh interestingly enough this would be jared's third coach of the year award by far the most in the league um matt has two so uh jared by far though the coach of the year uh, continues to make great calls yes jared is definitely becoming uh, a yearly contender and someone to not be reckoned with and now we're at the league mvp the Heisman Trophy of the MKFFL. We've got three finalists. We have Lamar Jackson, quarterback, the Mean Machine. Total points scored 329, acquired in week five. And, and it's important to note 
by the way, on the MVP. Uh, we award this to the player that most impacted the team. Keys are you got to make the playoffs. You can't have an MVP if the guy didn't make the playoffs. Right. Cost. Um, this has cost players in the past. Last year, Patrick Mahomes would have clearly been the league MVP on teams that didn't make the playoffs. Jared actually traded him away and then made the championship. So uh, Lamar Jackson, a finalist here, because as he had a great start to his year, he left Justin's team. Uh, he, he didn't even play in the first four games, but he gets on Tyler's team and gets into the playoffs. So 329 points, top-scoring player in fantasy. Gets Tyler that sixth seed. He's your nominee number one. Okay. Nominee no- number two, Christian McCaffrey. 279 points, second overall pick. Uh, we all know Alex nearly set the scoring record. McCaffrey, one game under 10 points all season. Wow. Actually had eight games over 20 points. And he had another game at 17 points. So just an absolute dominant year for Christian McCaffrey. Um, I don't think anybody's knocking that one. And then our third and final nominee, again, uh, the MVP of the first half. They powered the two pocket rookies to an amazing 5-1 and one start. Gangbusters out the door. This is going to be the Patriots' defense. It's the first time we've ever had a defense finish as a fantasy uh, MVP finalist. 191 fantasy points. To clarify, if you remove quarterbacks, you just go defense and flex eligible players. That's the fourth highest scoring player in the league. Only Derrick Henry... Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey scored more. Uh, so the Patriots defense, uh, week in, week out, getting it done. They are your third MVP finalist. Ryan, weigh in on the three finalists here. So with the Patriots defense, I, I won't say they're the MVP just because they did get off to a really hot start. As of late, they've calmed down quite a bit. Um, however, still very uh, dependable option week in, week out. Um but I, I'm not going to give them the MVP award, but I will give them a uh, waiver wire pickup of the year award uh, out of those top three uh, or four players that you just mentioned. Uh, they're the only ones picked up on the waiver wire. So uh, I'll, I will uh, make up that award real quick and give it to them. Uh, on terms of Christian McCaffrey and uh, between him and Lamar Jackson, I'm going to make this decision based on uh, who impacted their team more, as this trophy should uh, be judged by, and I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. You mentioned earlier um, that he was acquired in week five of this season. Uh, earlier, you also mentioned that Tyler started off the season at one and four, which means that he acquired Lamar Jackson at one and four, and then from there, he took off like a fucking rocket. And, uh, and made it to the, the fantasy playoffs. So I've got to go with Lamar Jackson with the impact that he had on Tyler's team and getting him to where he needs to be. Actually acquired Lamar in open four uh, and turned that into a uh, six and uh, three finish. Wow. So, yeah. uh, and with you casting your vote, that tallies the official vote. Eight votes in, uh, two did not vote. Lamar Jackson, six votes, will be your league MVP. Uh, he joins Peyton Manning as the only quarterbacks to win the league MVP award. Your past MVPs, Lamar Jackson this season, Saquon Barkley last year, 
Todd Gurley the year before, Ezekiel Elliott 2016, Antonio Brown 2015, Rob Gronkowski 2014, Manning 2013, Adrian Peterson 2012, Gronkowski 2011, Arian Foster 2010, Lamar Jackson joining some elite fantasy company, and then deservingly so. All right, and, and just like that, the regular season is over, and it's it's time for the playoffs. And so let's jump right into a, a playoff review um, and start it off with uh, the, the toilet bowl. Yeah, the, uh, so as of a few years ago, instead of doing your traditional playoff bracket with the, the toilet bowl, uh, we put four people at the loser table, uh, and they play each other. There's three weeks, there's four teams. Everybody will play each other once. Uh, their total record will determine the loser. The worst record gets uh, last place named after them this year. It's the Zach. Uh, next year, we're either going to be looking at the Matt, the Justin, the Bryce, or the Forrest. All great names. Uh, it'll come down to who has the worst record. If there's a tie, the tiebreaker obviously being who lost to the other team. Pretty cut and dry. Uh, Ryan out of the four teams, the Shockers, the Bad Hombres, Team Raiden, and Team HMD. Who's your pick? Who's winning the toilet bowl? What's the name of the trophy next year? I think the, the name of the trophy next year, and I predicted this, on the very first podcast, I want to say, or one of the very first ones, the El Bad Hombres are going to be my prediction and is going to now be named the Bryce. I hear you there. They've, they've definitely had quite a terrible season. Just, if it wasn't for me, they'd have they'd be 2-11. and I'd um, like to think that I gave them a nice uh, segue to next year. However, I just don't see this team sucking. They're starting to hit their stride. It took them all year. Um, for me to pick last place, uh, I've got to go with the worst team out of this group uh, currently. And there hasn't been a team that has sucked more ass over the last four weeks than this team, uh, which we will all be trying to avoid avoiding to win the forest next year. I'm taking the shoppers on the losers table. They haven't cleared 80 points since October. Uh, they're done. Put a, put a fork in them. Everybody's falling apart there. Uh, it, it's between them and Matt, but I'm going to go with Forrest. I'm just going to ride that one in the ground. I mean, if Forrest would manage his team correctly, I mean, and James Conner would get healthy, like you had Keenan Allen and Robert Woods on the bench last week, like, I don't know what the dude's thinking, um, but yeah, he could very easily win this too, but I disagree. I think it's going to be the Bryce. I got to stick with my guns on this one, uh, but let's jump into what really matters, and that is Mortal Kombat 10. It is finally here. It's been a long road, but the teams that got in are very deserving, and I'll run through those seeds real quick with the number one seed. In Mortal Kombat 10, it's taken by the Kraken. Um, and then the second seed is, is following him in a high five world champs, Danny Rager. 
the owner of that team. Next, at the number three seed, we have Jared Edwards and the Texas Gunslingers. The number four seed, we have your very own Tupaco Wookies, owned by Ryan Wolkie. The five seed, we have the Grand Poobahs, owned by Chris Schneider. And at the six seed, we have the Mean Machine, owned by Tyler Davis. A lot of good here. Obviously, the first two teams getting a bye in the Kraken and the High Five World Champs. So we can go ahead and, and, and we'll, we'll, they are automatically into the Final Four. Um, already, half the Final Four consisting of teams that have won championships. It is guaranteed that there's going to be a third between the Poobahs and the Wookiees. Uh, so unless the Mean Machine or the Gunslingers hit a heater, we're going to have a repeat uh, yet again. Uh, and we'll dive into the matchups here. But for now, the Kraken and the High Five World Champs can rest. And that's, guys, that's how our playoffs work. You win a division championship, doesn't even matter. Danny had a worse record than Jared. It didn't matter. He won his division. That's why we have divisions. That's why we have head-to-head. Uh, our league isn't, isn't always fair. Sometimes, you know, it's what my dad says. Fair comes to the state once a year. That's fair. And, and that's what we got here. The high five world champs took care of work when they needed to. They get the bye. And now it's down to the other four of us. Yeah, if this league was fair, um, we could just go ahead and name it uh, the Hillary League or something like that. Everybody get a participation trophy. The, Ber- the Bernie Sanders Show. The Bernie Sanders Show. There we go. Perfect. Um, but, uh, yeah, how about you kick it off with uh, – the first matchup of the Grand Poobahs versus Tupaco Wookies. Yeah, the uh, this is the big one, uh, the big Kahuna, a rematch of last week, uh, in which the Grand Poobahs, my squad, pulling off a twenty-plus point win on the Wookies, uh, eighth win, nine regular season matchups. Got to make a chance to say that every time I can. But as Ryan's point, playoffs are the only games that matters. Regular season out the window. It's a new season as we get here into the playoffs. Territory that we've both been in, both won championships. Ryan 1 0 in the playoffs against me. Uh, my prediction on this one, I've got to go uh, with my heart, but I've also got to go with reason here. Okay? And reason shows that I've outscored Ryan's team by 100 points this year. Head to head matchup, kind of throw records off. Uh, my guys are starting to hit their stride. As long as I got a healthy squad, as long as I got everybody there, Ryan's a little banged up. Uh, I think I hold off. I think that first playoff win, go to the final four for the 10th straight year. Uh, I have no other choice. Taking myself here uh, in the rematch of last week. Uh, but this, don't don't let that fool you. This is not the game I wanted. And this is definitely one of the most dangerous teams in the league right now. And the Wookiees, we saw what they did midseason on their five-game streak of 120 points. If that team comes out, I'm fucked. Uh, but I'm going to have to pick myself. Yeah, man, this is going to be uh, an extremely tight one. Right now, as it stands, barring any substitutions or injuries or anything like that, um, you're only favored by three points right now. Um, so this is definitely going to be a tight game. Um, you know, my team midseason, fully healthy, did have a hot streak. We've caught the injury bug immensely here down the stretch. And, you know, it's really tough to pick this one, but 
I've, I think you've got uh, the one up on me. I think your team is is definitely going to be mine, and you're going to knock me out in the first round and, and have some bragging rights for another year. Wookies go either either the Wookies have gotten soft, or the Wookies are going low reverse psychology, trying to speak it into existence and do the reverse jinx. Uh, but time will tell you. I'm tuning in next week to see what happens. Reverse psychology is undefeated this year. All right, so next game, we've got the uh, Mean Machine versus the Texas Gunslingers. And this is a matchup that uh, of two very deserving teams. Um, whichever one moves on could very well, you know, have an argument to get to the championship. So big matchup here. Yeah, uh, right now, uh, Jared on his side is giving Kyler Murray the start. Matt Ryan on the bench. Matt Ryan has been in the championship game for the last three years. Uh, so Matt Ryan luck would put Jared all the way to, to the finals. He's going to roll with Kyler Murray, quarterback. Uh, there's some good matchups here. Cortland Sutton getting the playoff start after two touchdowns last week. Travis Kelsey playing the Patriots. Uh, and we've got uh, Lamar Jackson the Buffalo Bills, which is going to be a great game in reality. Amari Cooper kicking things off on Thursday night. Uh, and we are going to see some Sony Michelle against the Chiefs defense. Uh, and the 49ers, the second highest scoring defense, going to play against the Saints. It's going to be a really close one. Uh, ESPN win probabilities got the Gunslingers 52%. I've got to go with the Mean Machine. They've been storming through. Um, Lamar Jackson has been carrying this team, and Le'Veon Bell is playing against the Dolphins. If there was ever a game for Le'Veon Bell to turn into his old self as this week, I think Tyler pulls off the win and gets to the final. Don't crack the Dolphins now. They're they're coming in hot right now. They're on a hot streak. But I am going to say uh, on this one, on this game, I think that Tyler continues his hot streak, uh, and he I think he definitely takes – takes a big victory on this game I think uh, he's got the superior team he's got a championship worthy team um, so I definitely think he gets by in round one and the gunslingers lose out on a chance to advance their second uh, Mortal Kombat in a row and with that it is time for the lock of the week you better lock it up you better lock it up no you lock it up you lock it up lock it up lock it up please all right, and so this week's lock of the week may not come as too much of a shock to any of you. I'm going with the Shockers over Team HMD. This pick never fails me. Five times out of six, Team HMD is going to lose, and I'm taking the Shockers with my lock of the week because they're playing old trusty Matt Davis. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Podcast. It's been a great regular season. Moving on to the postseason, good luck to those of you who are in the playoffs. Uh, those of you that have a bye week, hope you get to kick up your feet and relax a bit. Um, and then for those of you in the toilet bowl, just really pray that you don't get that trophy named after you. It would really, really suck for Justin to not only have the Tony, but also the Justin. So with that, 
Hashtag rest in peace, Harambe. Hashtag Westside. He's out.